Uh, Philip Malloy is here. Philip, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm bereft of stuff to watch. The Night Manager is finished. Occupied, the Norwegian series is finished. Okay, tomorrow night. Spin the French series. Well, okay, is tomorrow finished. night. I mentioned this to you, and I saw the first episode of the last week, and it was absolutely brilliant. Line of Duty, which is cops investigating cops, which I mentioned to you already several times. That's on tomorrow night. The only thing is that well, you can obviously you can record it. It's on the same time as. The Good Wife tomorrow night. All right. That's on BBC. And, uh, uh, line of Duty. I, I'm going to follow yeah. up on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the other one, that I, I was, I'm afraid to watch it, because, but I keep keep getting a thing called Trapped. It's an Icelandic series, but Ingrid says it's very dark, so I'm frightened. Okay, well, you're easily frightened. We all know that, of course. <laughs> I am. You know, so... Mm. Listen, this Batman thing is despite yeah. your criticism. Well, not, not, flying. not just mine. The Guardian this morning actually uh, carried a whole collection of uh, criti- critics' comments on it, and it it took um, it took uh, it was absolutely walloped. It was absolutely slaughtered by critics everywhere, George, and it took four hundred and thirty-five million at the box office at the international box office in uh, in four days. That includes twenty-seven million for uh, for previous performances on the Thursday and uh, and that's the fourth highest global opening of all time now it was I, I can't I can't understand that I have to say um, I don't think the movie is any good I don't think it's much but, good but try and explain this yeah, yeah. I, and, and I put it to you this way mm. once upon time apart from critics and mm. all that sort of there was also a kind of word of mouth thing that yeah. used to happen with the movies yeah. is you went to the movies and then you well, said to your pal it's terrible and he didn't yeah, go yeah well okay there's that but um, as well uh, um, sort of audiences in their uh, in their teens and in their 20s now they seem to have some sort of investment um, in these comic book um, characters in these, in these fantasy characters, even though they had never read the comic book. Well, I don't know, but uh, maybe they played with the toys, and uh, and 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 they they're the people who are supporting it. Now, one of the very interesting things, okay, what, what has happened here is um, first of all, Disney bought Marvel Entertainment and they came together and they were very, very successful with Iron Man and, and Thor and all these uh, superhero movies. And now what, what has happened is Warner Brothers has linked up with DC Comics. As you know, DC Comics or DC Entertainment is the Superman, Batman uh, company. Um, they've linked up with them and they're trying to compete with Marvel and Disney. And that's that's what's happened here with this one. Well, they're certainly winning on the basis of those numbers. Well, the, no, I mean, they're, they, they, no, they have to catch up, George, because but th- this is a fantastic. This is a truly amazing opening, and um, I've, I've, I, I just thought that uh, I put it there on that list just to see. I, it's been out um, since uh, last weekend, and I thought by this stage, uh, maybe quite a few of our listeners would have seen it. So, what did they think? Oh, yeah, have they, that's a yeah, very good point. Yeah, have the have the um, the critics being unfair to it is it as poor as they're saying uh, were people satisfied with what they saw it's two and a half hours long by the way uh, so maybe okay. our listeners would let us know yeah 53106 let me know what you think of uh, Batman versus Superman um, now 
Eddie the Eagle. Yes. I can't believe they're making a movie. Well, they, I, I, was, I, have, I have to say, I was a bit surprised at this. Um, <laughs> right, I, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, um, uh, first of all, it's, it, it is Eddie the Eagle, who was a plumber from Cheltenham, and he became the first person to represent Britain in the skiing uh, Olympics. At the Calgary, ski jump. The ski jump Olympics at Calgary in 1988. And uh, he did it. Uh, okay, he, he, he was, he, he had always wanted to be an Olympian, uh, but he just wasn't up to it he was never up to it uh, but he kept coming back again and again and what the movie does is it celebrates him as a trier oh, uh, right, you know yeah, as, yeah. as opposed to someone who succeeded because he didn't succeed he was last actually in the two events in Calgary that he went in yeah, for yeah. Uh, because it, they did do another if you remember I thought it was a terrible movie yeah. as well about the Winter Olympics was uh, uh, something running, Swedish running. Oh no, no, so. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that 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 was that was with John Candy. That's right. Yeah, About yeah. the John Trinidadian. Can- yeah, team John Candy was taken on, on as their manager. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But again, that was quite successful. That was a a, a popular success. <laughs> John Candy went through a period when he he had some sort of good successful movies do you Eddie the Eagle is a, is a biopic obviously yeah do you like biopics I do yeah yeah I, I, I do I mean it's I, I think that it's uh, and okay I've given you a list there of, of 10 that I think are very very good well, well, well why don't yeah. you tell me what okay. 10 okay so at number 10 I have Walked the Line which I think uses music to explore the relationship yeah. between uh, two country and western Johnny Cash and June Carter Steve Jobs which came out last year and I thought it was serious underrated I thought it was very very good great 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 performance um, in The Elephant Man which is number 8 um, and, and as you know George John Hurt plays this horribly disfigured Victorian uh, man in it The Aviator which when I saw that first I said to myself This is Howard Hughes Howard Hughes said to myself how in the name of God is he going to do that that's Martin Scorsese but he did it he carried it off I, I think yeah. very very well then Ray with Jamie Foxx as um, Ray Charles the pianist and blues yeah. singer uh, then Patton I, at the very end of your list George I have uh, um, I have a, a reference to a book uh, which is George C. Scott Rage and Glory now I'm, I don't imagine we have time to get it in tonight but there's a big section on Patton um, in it and um, oh great so I must buy that yeah, okay yeah, that's we'll ta- George we'll, we'll C. Scott, Scott Rage and Glory uh, Rage and Glory and we'll talk about okay. it we'll talk Patton about it again. at 5 Patton, four. At, Patton at 5 at, um, at number 4 Lawrence of Arabia which I, is is the sort of classic uh, definition I think of an epic in that it tells the story of one individual one individual story against the background of a kind of turbulent period then uh, number 3 we have Capote which I think is a great performance by uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman Raging Bull is too and I think I maybe a lot of people probably would disagree with this but at number one I've put Schindler's List uh, and I think it was one of those movies where um, Steven Spielberg finally utilised his great command of cinema um, in, in dealing with a, a kind of a, a murderous piece of history so um, there you go they're a great selection I must say yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've seen the mall bar yeah. uh, Steve Jobs yeah now the thing is George we could do another 10 we could do no, another 20 I didn't but, but like the ones I didn't like were I didn't like Ray yeah I just didn't like it yeah uh, but but the, the uh, 
I, I thought Raging Bull was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was extraordinary. And again, and again, Raging Bull, I remember when it came out in 1980, I actually remember the Irish Times review of it. They didn't get it at all. And uh, uh, I think that it's uh, it's one of those movies that's grown and grown in stature over the years and is now considered to be a great movie. Well, of course, they, they we're obviously products also of our age, mm. you know. Mm. And um, you see, when I saw the Jolson story for the first time, I was probably every like... Every time we mention... I know! Every time we talk about biopics, <laughs> you mentioned the Jolson story. That's my story. number one. That's your number one, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, well, it was a very, very conventional biopic, I have to say that was. No, but if I... Because, it, in fact, Jolson wasn't a very nice person. <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> So he was very so crude, actually. He was, yeah. and and um, he used to steal people's jokes and all that sort oh, of stuff. He? Yeah, and then like the Glenn Miller story, these yeah. kind of things, which are of my youth. Then obviously they remain yeah. in my head. Okay, not necessarily as great movies. That's good, but their effect on me. Let's go into a piece of music, okay? Oh, do yeah. Although he's he's probably best known uh, for his association with Alfred Hitchcock. That's uh, Bernard Herrmann, in the late. Uh, 50s and early 60s he made a series George of fantasy movies um, w- which uh, with the producer Charles H. Sneer and the great great genius special effects genius Ray Harryhausen who you remember don't you Ray Harryhausen yeah okay and they included um, uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad The Three Worlds of Gulliver Mysterious Island and this one that we have coming up now which is Jason and the Argonauts Now, uh, that Jason and the Argonauts, that seems to remind, remind me of when there was the kind of metal giant. That's, not so, that's yeah. what Harryhausen did. They, yeah. were, they were all down to him. And the other one was when he had a sword fight with a skeleton. That, that's right, yeah. They, they, uh, they were all in those, yeah. that, that sequence uh, of movies. They were, uh, and there, I, I put down some of the actors in it there. Um, uh, Todd Armstrong, he played the title role. Gary Raymond, Gary Raymond, um, I don't know if you remember that uh, version of the Playboy of the Western World that was made at Ardmore. He played the playboy in that. Honor Blackman was one of the goddesses. Nancy Kovac, Niall McGuinness, and then one, a guy you refer to uh, quite regularly, Nigel Green, and of course the future Doctor uh, Doctor Who, Patrick Troughton. Patrick Troughton was the second Doctor Who. Were they all in it? They were all in it. It was a great cast. Niall McGuinness. Yeah. Lawrence Naismith, do you remember him? Yeah. He was in it as well, yeah. Noel McGuinness was in Ice Cold and Alex. He was, yeah. But yeah. It, it, to me, um, he probably his, his best picture is a horror movie, which obviously you don't go for. But it's a horror, mo- horror movie called uh, The Night of the Demon with Dana Andrews. Great horror okay. movie. Now, listen, you've created yeah. a storm yeah. on Batman versus Superman. Yes, yeah. It's a boring mess, uh, says one. Yeah. And although somebody is a huge comic book fan, mm. 
they understand the criticism, but they loved it, that listener. Wasn't as bad, Jenny and County Loud says, as the critics made it out to be, but she was unhappy about Wonder Woman with the sexy uh, yes, music yes, and yes. her skimpy costume. Yes, Is that yeah. true? Well, but one of the things they've done as well is they've used this movie to launch uh, stories about other superheroes. And uh, and she's one of them. She, so she'll come up uh, in her own movie um, now. And that's what will happen with several of the others as well. So right. the, it's it's brutal, Brian says. Yeah. He fell asleep after 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. L- absolute load of horse manure, I just says don't, Peter. I, I, yeah, but he fancied Amy Adams. Is she very well, attractive? Well, she's, she's Lois Lane and she was Lois Lane in Man of Steel as well. I, I have to say I always fancy Amy Adams. I think right. she's gorgeous. Affleck, I think she's a fine actress as well. You're just a snobby critic, says a listener. Well, Affleck was great. The fight sequences are great. Uh, it's a great cinema movie. It's not a great cinema movie. I disagree completely. And how how, how could anybody? I've, I, I'm not going to give away the ending, but um, how could anyone rationalise the ending of this right. movie? I'd Barry and Dorky said boring, too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the worst movie for getting slaughtered. But uh, the visual effects listener says are brilliant. Jesse Eisenberg can get lost. Yes. Who's no, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg? Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor. He's, he goes way over the top in it. Oh, yeah. You know? All right. Listen, we do know Pedro says they're remaking Ben-Hur, aren't they? Oh, no, yeah. No, it's it's out in uh, it's out in the summer, George. And it, 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 by the way, it stars in the Char- Charlton Heston role, the role of Judah Ben-Hur. It stars John Huston's grandson, Jack. Houston. Really? Yes. The, and who there, plays? Do, do you remember? Do you remember uh, um, uh, the, the the character that with half a face on him in Boardwalk Empire? Remember the, the yes, character? of course, yeah. That's Jack Houston. It's that's Houston's yeah, grandson. Yeah, that's Houston. You never told me that before. What do you want me to do? Follow you around? He came you these home things? from World War One. He yeah, had been yeah. a sniper in World War One. Yes, something. and he was. He became an assassin, of course. In, that's in right. Boroughs, but but he had part of his face blown away, and he had a mask on one side of right. it. Robin Galway says it is head Henry Wooden Cavill in it, and was directed by Zack Snyder. Mm. How could anybody expect it to be any good? I I, I was coming out of it. Is Henry Cavill Wooden? Henry Cavill, he's he's big and he's imposing looking, but he certainly doesn't have the, the the kind of ease that you'd associate with a good actor. You know, the right? Okay, okay. I'm okay. looking forward, Jack Houston. Now you've perked me yeah, up. Yeah. Late on a, on a Wednesday night. I was looking. I was looking at the trailer um, a, co- a couple of days ago, and it, it's very impressive looking. The trailer is anyway. Of Ben Hur. Yes. Oh, so it's done. Oh, it's it'll be out this summer. Will you listen to me? I, I don't listen to you normally, no. <laughs> listen, who's doing the stunts? Our favourite pal did yeah. the stunts. Yakima Kanot. Yeah, Yakima Kanot. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not around any longer, <laughs> as you probably realise. Yeah, but I think he had a son who did it as no, well. No, he did, yeah, he did, yeah. But I don't think he's around much longer, around, you know. I hope, I hope they've retained the chariot race. Oh, no, it's in it. I mean, the chariot race is crucial to it. And the... Um, uh, the, the the role of the Arab as played by Morgan Freeman the the guy who trains him as a charioteer uh, that's played by Morgan Freeman and he actually explains the whole point of the chariot race no uh, we're not t- we're not talking about the Hugh Griffiths role no, here are. who was the owner of yeah. the horses so we're talking and all about that. Hugh Griffiths yeah who except that this guy from what I can gather from the uh, just from the trailer he seems to have a, a, a more sort of philosophical approach to it a way of using the chariots for to beat the Romans. 
Ah, yeah. To be because little Hugh Romans. Griffiths was quite simple. He just had these beautiful horses. Yeah. And yeah. he gave, but he was wonderful. Just to digress, yeah. I adored him as the forger in the oh, movie yeah. with <laughs> Peter O'Toole <laughs> and steal uh, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, he was wonderful. Yeah, man. yeah. Actually, by the way, we mentioned George Scott earlier. He was sacked from How to See, Steal a Million and replaced by Peter O'Toole. He was sacked by the direct for drinking. He was sacked by the director, uh, William Wyler. Peter O'Toole was wonderful. I thought no, he's great. He was great. I thought he was he, oh, wonderful. God, I, I so agree with you, George. He was gorgeous, and and I think he he had a lovely comic style, didn't he? He had a I, wonderful comic style. Yeah, I thought he was great. And do you remember he was using the the, the boomerang and everything to set the alarms <laughs> yes. off. I just thought he was I, great. He was so droll. He was he was very very good. Oh. Yeah, and he had he had a sort of blank quality sometimes in his face, which oh. worked very well for the comedy. You're going into the archives onto your shelves. Yes, what yes. did you find? Well, one of the things that, and I, I looked at this again last night. One of the things that you've referred to um, recently is a, a Raoul Walsh film uh, from 1949 called uh, White Heat, and it stars uh, James Cagney as this uh, this this guy who's out of prison. Is uh, is a very strange and very sort of twisted individual. He has an, a, a weird relationship with his mother, and. Uh, so it's he's the leader of a gang of train and bank robbers, and it's about how this um, this uh, detective played by uh, Edmund O'Brien uh, is sent undercover into into the prison in order to infiltrate this gang. But Edmund O'Brien, this is forties now. This forty nine, forty nine. It's in black and white. Uh, Virginia Mayo is in it. She plays his treacherous wife, and uh, uh, Steve Cochran. Remember Steve Cochran? He's in it, and and of course Edmund O'Brien. It was before Edmund O'Brien started to put on a, a lot of weight. I liked Edmund O'Brien, but can I give you my Steve yeah. Cochran story? Go ahead. <laughs> it, things went bad for him towards the end, and he made all kinds of crap movies yeah, and did. everything. And he finished. He died like Earl Flynn, you know. He went on a yacht uh, with a bunch of young oh, Mexicans, yeah, uh, yeah. girls, yeah. all under He was age. very good looking as well. Yeah. yeah, and he died on the yacht. Oh. And suddenly these half a dozen Mexican girls are on the boat. Mm. None of them know the first thing about boats. It drifts helplessly, but eventually the, the panic-stricken Mexican girls are picked up by the Coast Guard or mm. something. That's well, Steve Cochran. That's Steve Cochran. Okay, uh, just to go back to James Cagney, um, yeah. it's the it's the role in which he ends up um, on top of a gas tank, yeah, uh, in a shootout with Edmund O'Brien, and he screams. Remember when it blows up, he screams, yeah. "Top of the world, ma! Top of the world!" That's the one. I always want Cody to Jarrett say, is the character's name. Yeah, I always wanted to say "Top of the world, ma!" to my mother, and I never got the opportunity. Oh, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> top of the world, ma! Uh, yeah. On the picture show at the weekend, George, we have uh, we have I think we have some great guests. Oh yeah, Ra- who have you got? Rachel Griffiths, uh, who is the Australian star, stunning Australian actress. She was in that series, uh, Six Feet Under, right? And she's she's done all kinds of other things. By the way, she was she's just done a film uh, for Mel Gibson. Mel B- Gibson is back directing. Don't spoil again. it. No, 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 no. Mel Gibson's back directing again, and he, he's done a film called Hacksaw Ridge, and she's in that as well. Right. As well as that, then we have the director Jeff Nichols, and we have two producers, two Irish producers, uh, who have worked with Simon Fitzmaurice. Do you know Simon Fitzmaurice? Yeah. Who has uh, Lou Gehrig disease? Um, they, 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 these two um, uh, producers have worked with him, and it's my my name. The, the name of the movie is My Name Is Emily. It opens next week, and we have the two of them right. as well. That's so, very good. Uh, Saturday night, six o'clock. Before I go, mm. do you remember the final series of Breaking Bad? 
What about Jim, well, do you remember the very good-looking black-haired woman who kind of ran the drugs operation and yes. everything? Remember her? She's Glaswegian, and she has a stunning American accent, so good that everybody on the cast thought she was American. Oh, very good. Isn't that very good? Mm. The information I give I really, you is I'm staggered myself. You know. <laughs> Steve Cochran on the boat with six Mexican girls. Yeah. The way I always wanted to go. that was really crucial to, to our debate. That was so <laughs> the crucial. The way I always wanted to go. Philip mm. Malloy, back next Wednesday with Movies and Television.